Welcome to Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you launch and grow a business and navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm Justin Gordon, your host, and in this episode, we have my friend Mina Zia, who is the founder of Your Soul Warrior, and she's a Los Angeles-based crystal retailer, astrologer, tarot reader, and spiritual life coach. And this is actually the second time I have Mina on the show. She took her side hustle into a full-time business because of her her hustle, actually, and because of the strategies she's used in marketing and just the work she does and how she goes about it. It's, it's really fascinating, and that's why I wanted to have her on the show, and we cover a lot of things in this episode, but going through her whole journey of her business and how she deals with haters and how, how she's find, found her ideal customer and built a business, really a lot of it through Instagram. And, of course, show notes for this episode are justgogrind.com slash podcast. You can support the show. Leave a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't checked out Podpuppy, my new company, if you're looking to produce a podcast yourself, get help with the editing of the audio, the show notes, everything. Podpuppy.com. Check it out. Lastly, my weekly newsletter, The Weekly Grind, can be found on justgogrind.com slash newsletter. Without further ado, here is Mina Zia from Your Soul Warrior. This is going, starting in three, two, one. Mina, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back, Justin. Yes, the first second round guest we have here, coming back for round two. And things have changed since last time. And so that's why we're here discussing once more with, with Mina. And what I want to start with is now because things have changed. If someone asks you what you do, what do you tell them? Well, because the last time I was here, what, the last time I was here, I had my crystal business, but I was still full-time in my my career job as a hotel manager, right? That was right. That's right. where we were. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> I've since quit that job. I went full-time with crystals. I added tarot reading, and I added birth chart analysis, and I also added a spiritual life coaching program. Mm-hmm. So I just say I'm a spiritual life coach, but the way that I put my program all together is through tarot reading, birth chart analysis, and crystal energy pairing with my clients. Yes. And with that, then, I mean, obviously it's evolved over time. And any business, it's going to change depending on different factors and what people want. So how have you approached what you actually offer and are you, is that based on feedback from people or how you decide what you're offering? Yeah, so I just, I have and I always will, I've always led by what people are saying versus what I think I should do. So at the beginning when I thought, okay, I should just be posting all this random content, I wasn't getting likes, I wasn't getting comments, I was getting frustrated. And then I just put on my Instagram story, I just asked, I polled the audience and I said, what would you want for my next post? Would you want it to be about this or this? And it was resoundingly the opposite from what I was going to (laughs) do. So I said, okay. So I started posting that. And then I started asking people all the time. I started encouraging people to send me DMs. I started encouraging people to email me. And every day, I mean, if you follow me every single day, I'm... I'm asking people, what do you want? And at first, I got maybe like one, two people, and like the second person was like my mom, right? But now I get tons of feedback, and so that's how crystals turned into doing tarot readings, because I didn't realize that a lot of people were interested in that. And I also wasn't that confident in it, and now obviously I can do it on command and it's fine. 
but I added that. And then at the end of tarot readings, they'd always be like, well, okay, so like, what's the next step for me? And so I said, well, okay, well, what's, I mean, what's your birth chart? I can tell you, you know, your karmic lesson or what the next thing to do in your life is. And they're like, well, what does that mean? And so then I started offering birth chart analysis. So it just started rolling. And every time someone asked me, well, what should I do next? I just tried to find a way to, to solve that for them. Right. And we're just going to address it early on. How do you deal with the skeptics? <laughs> I love the skeptics. A, how do you deal with the skeptics? What do you do with the skeptics? So I talk about this all the time. I have I, In my blog post, on YouTube, my Instagram. I used to be a skeptic even as soon as last year. Like March 8th, 2018. That's when I was no longer a skeptic. I, just, I mean, just over a year ago. So when people come to me now... I I just get it when they come to me with their grievances or like, well, you can't back that up with facts or you're crazy or whatever they say. I I'm like, dude, I agree with you. Like, I totally get it. I mean, I don't think I'm crazy, but I understand on a deep level what you're talking about. Because Mm -hmm. last year, March 8th, 2018, I went to my first crystal workshop and the woman introduced herself as a spiritual life coach. And it took everything in me not to laugh out loud because I thought that was just about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and But then as I started getting more into it and I started developing my abilities, I was like, okay, this has chosen me. Like This is not the avenue I wanted to go down or what I thought, but this is just happening to me. I started getting psychic visions all the time. My tarot started being on point. I mean, I would say, okay, next month this is going to happen to you, and then it would happen to them. Like... It's being proven over and over and over now. So I no longer have any doubts in my mind, but when the skeptics come to me, I understand what they're saying. And I really believe, this is why I don't talk about politics with people, because what's the point in talking about something with people that agree with you? When I go to events and there's a ton of people who are into spirituality, like it's fun to talk about, but that's not changing anything. That's not really helping other people because we all just agree. We're just sitting around agreeing. So what I like is when skeptics come to me, we can have a conversation and I can say, you know what, why don't you come see me? I'll do a reading for you. And then if I'm wrong about anything and you leave, like I would love for you to like get in my face and be like, yeah, that that wasn't accurate. I, I would love that because that at least I'm getting people in the door. At least I'm getting people to listen and just have a conversation versus me getting defensive about it and then them getting defensive and then just perpetuating this whole idea that spirituality is this exclusive club yeah and what are people then typically coming to you for and that's maybe changed since you started but what are the the issues or problems or reasons why people are coming to you in the first place so it now it's changed in the beginning it was that I, I just got, I would do, I still do this now, but in the very beginning, even more so, I would go on social media and I would read word for word what people are saying in all these different Facebook groups. Like someone would say, feeling, you know, feeling really down today. Do you guys think it's because of the full moon and cancer or something like that? So then I would take exactly that language and then I would make a post on it. And I would say, if anyone's feeling down today, you know, because if you're feeling something, there's no way that you're the only one in the whole world feeling like that, right? So 
So I would just do that over and over again. I would look and see what people are saying, like listen to pain points. And then I would turn that into a post or on my story or something. And that's how people started to be like, actually, yes, like I am, what should I do? And then from there I have the expertise, right? I know, I know what to say from there, but to get them in the door, I just really tried hard to, to actually listen to people's problems and speak them. That was really it. If you see someone who's speaking your language, who's saying, I can't tell you how many people are like, I can't believe you're in my head right now. And I'm like, I'm not in your head. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Like that, how crazy is that? That they think that's me being in their head. I'm just listening to you. Right. And I'm just active. I'm actively listening and saying back to you what you've told me. Yeah. So that's how I get people in the door to actually help them. That just kind of depends. I have people who are trying to get over a traumatic event, like a loss or breakup. Um, I have people who, I have a lot of people who try to find their soul mission. So what their perfect career would be, where they can apply their talents to feel satisfied in their life. I have people who pick the wrong person over and over and over again, and they need to figure out what kind of person they do need to be with and how to make that happen. So it really just depends, but it's, it's pretty much any grievance that has to do with you on a soul level. And then why do you think that, have you think they've tried other things and just haven't gotten the results or like the answer that they wanted maybe, or like, like why do you think they come to you then specifically? Yeah, I, and see, this is, this is, this is, what it all comes down to a life coach and people always ask me what is the difference between a spiritual life coach and a regular life coach yeah which is a great question the the whole thing in our in our society it's very much you have a problem here's medicine right okay your your back hurts you have a headache you or whatever or you're sad you're happy. They they see it so, again, treating the problem, not treating the cause, right? Like, this has been a thing now. Now, holistic medicine's coming out. People are starting to do yoga and heal themselves physically. But spiritual life coaching is healing on a soul level. So believing that personal development comes from the soul. It doesn't come just from physical health. Or, you know, anything related to, like, a doctor, nutritionist, like, that's really, really good, too. But some problems can only be sold or can only be solved, I don't know, soul, soul, through your soul. So, so that's really, I think, the difference. People who, I have people who are, like, I go to a therapist twice a week and I'm still in the same spot. And then I do birth chart analysis and a tarot reading for them. And I'm, like, yeah, because this, this, and this about you needs to change. And then they work on that for a month and they're like, oh my God, I cannot believe that that worked. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, and I mean, I just have an ability to channel like that. And again, I don't know where it came from. It just started happening to me. But you can sit in front of me and I can tell you a few things about you right away. Like I can tell that this is your, this is the type of energy you have. I can tell that this happened to you and that's why you were like this. And I don't know how I know it, but I think that's why people keep coming back. Now my people, it's all referrals for me now because I just, I just know. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
So that's really, I think, the difference. So people have gone other places and it just hasn't worked deep enough. So yeah. this is the deepest you go. Yeah, and then where do the crystals then play a, a factor in that and how do people like, view them and how do people like use them? Like, Where does that kind of fit in to everything? <sighs> yeah, it's all connected. So if you want to understand that, you have to understand the energy wheels of your body, which are known as the chakras. And you have seven chakras and each one of those, if they're healthy, then you will live a very rich life physically, mentally, and spiritually. If you have a blockage in any of them, that's when you start to have problems. So let's say that let's say that you were in a horrible marriage and with a super abusive person for like 10 years chances are your sacral chakra is blocked because that that involves all sexual urges so when that's blocked you will be unable to be open sexually to new partners and if you're not open that way then you can't be open 100% with anybody. So then there's a specific type of crystal to help you with that. Um, another one, I mean, everyone comes to me for like, how do I tap into my intuition? And for example, if you want to tap into your intuition, that's going to be third eye, which is the color purple. So you're going to want any crystal that's purple and you meditate with it like right on that chakra and absorb that energy because each crystal has a fixed energy. Like the a frequency, each one of them has a specific frequency that matches up with the frequencies of your chakras. And so putting that on your chakra will kind of unblock that energy and make it even. And then even going further with the actual crystals themselves, you're like a crystal OG here. So where does that... <laughs> <laughs> where does that stem from knowing all about them and the actual physical properties and all of that? Where does that come from? I really wish, well, okay. The, the actually the geology side of it is because my dad is an environmental engineer who majored in geology. So my sister and I have been studying rocks since we were like five. Cause every time we would go hiking or we go to every like, national forest or park or whatever my dad would pick up a rock and be like what is this rock and how many minerals are in it and how is it formed like he would quiz us all the time so objectively i know what i'm looking at right away and that's just from what i'm 31 now so that's a lot of years many decades so um, many years many decades <laughs> so many years my bones are creaking as i speak um but so that so that's how I know that side of it. The energy side, I really people ask me all the time how how can you tell these things? And I like I don't know. Like I I think I just unlocked. I'm really obsessed with personal development. I really strongly believe that you need to dig deep inside yourself. You need to find why you're insecure about things, why you're easily ticked off by things, any bad qualities you have. You need to dig deep inside yourself, figure out what's wrong with you, be humble, check your ego at the door, and then fix those things. Like you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your loved ones, you owe it to everybody to do that. And so when you can do that and when you can really, I guess, sort of cleanse yourself of those issues, you start to unlock 
a different side of yourself and you start to get really good at understanding who you are again on the soul level and your intuition and and trusting yourself so that's primarily what I coach so that's why it still is life coaching right but it's spiritual because it's the idea that your intuition knows everything and what you're supposed to be doing so I think me having done that really opened up my eyes to crystal energy and energy in general. Now I'm, I'm hypersensitive to every energy, every person's energy, crystal energy, all that stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, it's something that you're thinking about all the time. So obviously that ten, that's going to be on your mind. Even like your subconscious when you go to sleep, if you're thinking about certain things you think about in the morning, at, while you're sleeping, you'll think about them. Right. And then wake up, you think about them again. And then one thing you said is understanding yourself. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned in the way beginning here that you quit your job a matter of months ago, yep. went full time in this thing. How did you get to the point of the actual cutting it off and quitting your job to then go full time into your own stuff? Yeah, I mean, I have always had, I, I've always been pretty much like obsessed with taking risks. I have a high tolerance to risk. And I love it. I just love a challenge. I love competition. I love pushing myself. I love the idea of thinking, I truly don't know what's gonna happen next. Just that rush. So I've always loved that. My parents and I always joke how I'd always give them a heart attack because I, to this day, I have never ever quit a job with another one lined up, ever. (laughs) I just decide, I just decide. And it's not like, oh, my boss is annoying today, I'm gonna quit, it's not like that. But I realize I don't like it. I think, how can I fix this? I try to fix it. It doesn't work. I quit. That, like, to me, that's kind of a no-brainer. Like, I'm done. And I don't even, most of the time, I don't even have enough money to be doing that either, right? Well, now I'm good. But back then, because I've been doing this since I was, like, 16. And I just, I just believe. I just have, I just believe in myself. And I'm not saying, if you are the type of person that's like, hey, I'm just chilling, definitely don't do what I just said. Correct. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying this is because I know I know that I will land on my feet because I know that I will do what I need to do. So because I know that, I have the power to make those quick decisions. But when I was in my hotel job just recently, I just got to a point where I started realizing that I was so stressed from that job that my readings were suffering and I wasn't confident in my tarot readings because you can, anyone can read tarot. You can just memorize all the cards, regurgitate the information and that's it. But the reason why people always come back to me and refer me is because I, I can receive messages from, you know, something around me. Like all of a sudden I'll just start knowing information and I'll just say it. So that's, that's really what, what like gives me that heightened ability. But if you're anxious or stressed or you don't feel safe or stable, you will block that part of your mind. Like you can't have a strong intuition if you're always stressed or depressed or angry or whatever, like all those human emotions, they'll block you. So I started realizing that I'm not getting messages anymore. And that really scared me because this is my business, you know? So when I did that, when I started realizing that, I thought, okay, no, 
I got to just take a chance. And I definitely was not making enough money in the business to support, <laughs> support myself. <laughs> and living in Los Angeles is not the Living cheapest. in Los Angeles. And I, I stuck with it for so long because I wanted to put every dollar I made back into the business. And I knew that if I quit my job, then now, you know, I'm relying on this money for my life too. So how can I pay for ads? How can I pay for merchandise? Like, how can I pay for all that stuff? Employees. So, but I just, I had to do it. I just woke up one day and I said, I have to do it. And that's it. And then I did it. <laughs> you, you mentioned, you know, having the confidence that you're going to be okay, that you'll land on your feet. Has, have you always had that? Or is that, when did that start? Oh yeah, always. My mom... Again, we all laugh about the way that I am because it's so ridiculous, right? Like, yes, uh, yes it is ridiculous, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> like, I don't, it doesn't, nothing I do is, there's no step. I think a lot of people, and, you know, we're taught, I mean, okay, you're in elementary school, now you're in middle school, now you're in high school, now you go to college, now you get a spouse, now you get a house. Like, th there's a very succinct progression that you have to go down. And I have never fit into that. My sister has never fit into that. And that's really bad for my parents because both of them very much fit into that. Yeah. So they wanted us to kind of shepherd ourselves as well. And I'm not knocking that at all. That makes sense, right? I, I'm not in any way knocking anything like that. I just always felt like I didn't fit in with that way of thinking and therefore I thought that I was wrong that something about me was wrong and I thought that for a long time but you just you can't hide your nature you can't I couldn't deny my nature of loving to just take chances and just take a leap and see what happens so yeah I think I've always been like that but I haven't always trusted myself I many times in the beginning would be like okay I have no idea what's gonna happen now and here we go. But now when I take chances, I know it's going to be good. Like, I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I can't say specific word for word, but I know I'll be fine. Right. So that kind of gives me the confidence now. But yeah, when I was younger, I did not know what I was doing at all. I just kind of did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And having that confidence that it's going to work out, that you can... I mean, we'll have to mention, first time mentioning Tim Ferriss in this episode. Um, yep. It's like, what is the worst case scenario that can happen? You yeah. know, like if you quit your job and you try to go full time into this, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. Maybe worst case scenario, you don't have enough money. You have to like go live with your parents or live with a friend on the couch. Like the, the worst case scenario is often not as bad as we think it's actually going to be. Yeah. You know, and so that gives you the confidence that you can take some risks, especially at this point in your life. It's like, you're not supporting a family right now. You know, there's like yeah. all these different things where... It is the time to do that. So quitting your job, though, it seems, oh my God, you quit your job without having full-time income that would support you right away necessarily. It's it's risky, but then it's also less almost if you think about it and go through it, yeah. which is then helpful if you want to actually do it and then go for it, which you did. And then going back then to the kind of those early days of having quit your job, like what then <laughs> were you feeling? What was the plan? Like, let's go through that because people, you know, if they want to quit their job to start a business and you already had worked on this before, but yeah. what was the first kind of initial steps? Once you quit. Well, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, do I actually have a good idea for a business? Because, I mean, you can think it's the greatest ever and your closest friends and family can tell you it's the greatest ever. But 
if random strangers aren't telling you that, then you need to rethink what's going on. That's the other thing. If you don't have, like I was saying before, I knew that I would do what it takes to get another job when I when I saw one that I wanted, right? So it's the same thing with, with your business. You need to really make sure that you are cut out to be an entrepreneur. You have the resources that you need. You know where to get something that you would need and, and make sure that your idea is viable. And that's a really hard thing to understand. And so I think a lot of that is trial and error, but that's why I really, in the beginning, was just looking at what everyone was saying, figuring out pain points, figuring out who would be my ideal client? How would I go about reaching them? So I really made sure that my idea and my business model was going to float. So that part I was not reckless on. I really did the back end work. So I really suggest you doing that and just understand that if you decide, oh yeah, actually this wasn't a good idea, it's fine. It's all fine. It's all trial and error. That's that's the beauty of it. You know, people always think I want to be an entre- entrepreneur because I want to be my own boss and I want to be able to go to France tomorrow if I wanted to and I want to have unlimited income. And that's great, but then you have to accept the risks too. And one of the risks is realizing that what you did isn't going to work. And so you just need to kind of come to terms with that. So these are all things that you need to think about before you're going to quit your job. Because once you quit, like, that's it. You can get it. I mean, you can get another job, right? But the point is that you want to quit so that this this can be your career. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is coming up with not a not a backup strategy, but just to ease the anxiety. Again, like I was saying, if you have anxiety and you feel unsafe, that's gonna block all your creativity. That's gonna that's gonna block a lot of things for you. So so coming up with a backup plan too of like, okay, so if this didn't work, what would I do? Just making sure that you're super prepared. That that's what I'm saying. So the more prepared you can be, then you won't be afraid to take that leap and. You know, I'm obviously saying this part because I'm coming from spiritual life coaching because I really believe that when you put it out there, like, this is what I want to do and you're not anxious about it and you just say, this is what I'm doing, like, this is happening, things start coming to you and what we call synchronicities, which is a coincidence that's not a coincidence. So like in the beginning when I decided I am going to go full time with this and I was very confident in it. People started coming into my life who started helping me and I didn't even know I needed that help, right? So it wasn't like I was actively searching and I found them. They started coming to me and it just, everything started lining up. Then when I quit my job and I was just doing crystals and I wasn't making enough, I was like, okay, I'm making enough. I'm making enough money next month for, you know, to support myself and to have money for all this stuff. And then all of a sudden I thought, I need to do coaching. That's where the money's going to come. And then I started a coaching program and I instantly got 10 clients. So it just, so have a backup plan to ease your anxiety because once you go full time, you're really going to need to expand your mind, expand your network, look around and see who can help you. And if you're not anxious and you're confident about it, those people will gravitate toward you.
Yeah, and then just go to coffee with Justin every day. Go to coffee with Justin every day. Ideas all the time, of course. Yeah, bounce ideas off of him. Get him to let you be on the podcast twice. (laughs) There's so many things to do. And you've you've tested a a lot of different strategies, I guess, for growing the business and like pop-up shops you've mentioned and Instagram and other things. So what were some of those things you initially tried and what's kind of worked the best to grow the business? Yeah, God, I've done all the things. Um... So again, the the market research, that really helped. I just lead with help. Again, you have to check your ego at the door. This isn't about you. When I was posting random posts to try to get likes, sure, you can get a ton of likes, you can have a million Instagram followers, but if they're not, they can even engage with you, but if you're not converting them to paying clients, then that's not working, right? So... I started realizing that I wasn't listening to the people. And so if you lead with being helpful and you lead, like I, I really, 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 really care. I care so much. All I want is to help. I know how to help because I've been through everything. I have been through the ringer with various things that have happened to me in life. And I went through that, I solved all that, I purged my soul of like all this crap, and I've gotten now to a place where I can help people, right? So so in the beginning when I was doing the whole like, look at me, I'm an expert, look what I am, me, 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 that didn't work. But when I came with the feeling of, I would like to help you and I'm listening, then it all just started coming in. And so when I started getting a few clients, started getting a few referrals, then I started seeing what posts do well than do better than others. I started emulating the kind of posts that do well, and then I started putting money against it and doing uh, Facebook and Instagram ads. And that really helped. And then from there, I kind of thought, okay, how can I get these people on every platform. So then I started kind of funneling them to my YouTube, started funneling them to an email list. Um, and then obviously I had Facebook and Instagram. So I just tried to see, okay, how many areas can I get them to, to be in my world and I'm in their world. And then I just was super engaging again. Like if someone DMs me, I get back to them within 24 hours with a very insightful response. Not just like, Oh my God. Yeah, cool. Thanks. I actually say something back. I want to know about them. They know I want to know about them. So when I didn't do that in the beginning, the thing you can, you can have any marketing strategy out there, but if you don't care, that's not going to work. But if you care and if you, if you, you can't just say you care, right? If you really do care, you will listen and you'll be able to come up with a really, really good product based on what people actually want. And then when you do that, you have the confidence in it. When you have the confidence and you really believe in it, then the marketing strategy just happens because you just talk about it because it's your passion. I talk about it with everybody. I, today I was on the train coming here and I was just looking at someone's birth chart and someone looked over and they were like, oh, astrology. And I was like, yeah, what's your rising sign? And they were like, well, what's that? And I was like, your rising sign. And then I explained it to them. And then they're like, wait, I'm going to DM you. And they DM me and we, we're having a conversation. It's, it's just, yeah. So when you when you know what you have and you believe in it, then it, it just happens. Yeah. And and you mentioned Instagram too. And like you use a lot of that more recently, it seems like. Like what 
obviously it's caring that has to be the foundation of everything Mm -hmm. but then looking into more literally tactics strategies types of things people can possibly use as well like what is helping with that and um it kind of that kind of ties in as well it's like the market research side of things i think too but like what are the things for for instagram that people could take away yes instagram is i do i was looking at the analytics a few days ago probably 90 percent of my business comes from instagram it really is and i i think it's because i share a lot of myself on there people buy from people we hear that all the time anyone listening to this podcast has heard that before but what does that actually mean that means that you need to show who you are and you and i talk about this all the time i on my instagram story i'm not professional I'm not like, oh, hello, guys. Like, welcome to your soul warrior. Yeah, I'm goofy on it, you know? Like, a few days ago, this someone DM'd me, and they were like, how do I use this thing? And I made a joke, and I was like, are you telling me you don't know how to use it? What the heck's wrong with you? And like, LOL and whatever. And they were like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I just try to make it fun, and I just try to show who I am. And that's why Instagram, I think, is so so great and I think it's even better than email and anything else because they get to see who you are so the first thing if you're trying to grow your engagement and grow your conversions show yourself show yourself and a really really good trick come up with a few things that are really sort of endearing about yourself and that people are going to remember so one thing that I do is I have this mug that is a replica of the Endeavor, which is the first shuttle to um, service the Hubble telescope. Because I'm a huge science nerd. And I <laughs> and I have this mug. And whenever I'm doing birth charts, I just do like a weird dance with the mug. And I'm like, birth chart day. And all these people now imagine me. They're like, yeah, birth chart. Oh, the birth chart mug. And now when people go like anywhere and they see like a NASA shirt or they see... They go to like any museum or whatever and anything NASA, anything astronaut, anything science, they'll like put it on their Instagram story and tag me. That's so, awesome. yeah. you know, so it's that kind of stuff. I just, and I'm, I'm, that's not like a trick. Like I really, I just think that's funny. So I just try to put myself out there, be me, especially with crystals too. Like everyone knows certain, the certain crystals that I'm obsessed with and I have a million of them. And I took a photo of like a million of them in my bed. Mm-hmm. And then all these people started putting crystals in their beds, taking a selfie, tagging me, you know? So that's anyone who wants to build their Instagram. That is the secret. Be yourself and put yourself out there. And I'm talking about positives, but also negatives. I came out with a post where I talked about my mental health issues and that, that was huge. I thought people would be like, Oh, she is, like yeah kind of crazy not that they didn't think i was crazy already but yeah more more crazy more (laughs) crazy than they thought and that actually got me so many conversions so i think instagram's so great because you can show you're a person so if you and if you have a brand and it's like there isn't one face just try try to be relatable because that is the power of Instagram, is the ability to be relatable and the ability to speak one-on-one with someone, DM with someone. When they comment right back, I see so many influencers, they have 10 comments and they only responded to one of them. Respond to them, like it. 
engage with them. That's that's the best way to go about Instagram for sure because they'll keep coming around. I have every time I come out with a new product now, all these people who already have all my products, they're like, okay, when can I sign up? Because we're homies. Yeah. Even though I've never met them in real life before, but we're homies because I care about them. Yeah. And the details then, you're also posting like every day, like multiple times a day, yeah. and engaging. Like, what are some of those things you're doing with Instagram? Yeah. Um, so definitely you cannot not have a story up. You have to have a story. And the reason is because let's say your ad campaign's on point and one of your posts hits the discover page. Now anyone searching the discover page is gonna see you click it. Now if they click it, you only have a few opportunities to keep their eyeballs. So if you don't have a story up, they're not gonna know who you are immediately. People always look at the story. That's the first thing they look at. They look at your feed as a whole, but they're, they're always clicking the story to see what you're saying in that moment. So you have to have a story and it needs to be consistently engaging. The second thing is, yeah, posting every day. If you don't post every day, you'll lose Instagram favor, uh, algorithm favor. So you have to post every day. And what I always think when I do a post is, I especially because I love the skeptics so much and I love converting someone into a believer. So I always think, okay, I have one chance. They're gonna click on a random post and look at it. So I have one chance to get them. So every single post needs to be very engaging, very relatable, answering a question and giving a solution to a problem. So making sure, and every single post, do not do, I, and you know what, a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but do not do a filler post. There's so, I see so many people like just posting something because they're like, oh, I need to post today. If you can't find an engaging post every day, then there's a problem there. If you just post a picture of something and post it and have like some generic quote, like you can't do that. If you really want the numbers, you can't do that. You need to make sure it's always engaging. So don't have any filler posts. Make sure it actually makes sense. Like you you need to plan it out. I would use um, Planoly. It's an app that's really good app and you can see everything. You can see your feed and you can plan out your feed. I have my feed planned out um, three weeks. So I'm never waking up like, oh God, what should I post? I know three weeks out, everything I'm gonna be posting. And you can modify it and change it, but it's really cool because it'll kind of show you what the aesthetic is and you can change around the colors or do whatever you want. And it also just makes your life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> so planning it out too, that's huge. Yeah. And as you've gone through growing your soul warrior, what have been kind of the biggest challenges of doing so and running the business, being a full-time entrepreneur now, what have been some of those biggest challenges you faced? Oh my God, so many, all the challenges. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me is when you get knocked down, just remembering that that's temporary. Because when, the, you know, you only go full time with the business if it's your passion. It has to be your passion. If it's not your passion, it's not gonna happen. Because money can only fuel you so much your heart has to fuel you the rest of the way. So, 
So when you get knocked down or when someone says like, I can't tell you how many DMs I get. They're like, you're like, you're black magic, witch." like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the black, ma- like, first of all, like, what are you talking Wait. about? But, but like, or the, whatever, like they say, and Hey, I'm down. I'm down for, for the witches. Like, I have a lot of friends and they are super balling out, but, but when they say like, Oh, you do black magic or you're evil or you're whatever, like you're going against God, like you're the devil. Like I get so many people, I get so many haters. <laughs> it's crazy. But when I get those people, it'd be so easy for me to be like, Oh my God, they're right. Like I shouldn't be doing this. I am a mate. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So that's especially triggering for me. Or one month I don't have a lot of, I don't have as much sales as I did the month before. So I'm like, oh my God, I suck. Shoot, I suck. What am I going to do? Like, it's so easy. Or, and those are like easier problems. But anytime you get knocked down, it's your passion. So you consider it a personal blow. So that's the hardest thing for me is, is to realize like, this is temporary. Keep fighting. Like having that energy to keep fighting. And with that comes fatigue, burnout, because you're going and going and going and going and you don't have time to rest. You don't, you can't go home at the end of the day and like, oh, I left my computer at the office. Right. You're always in the office 24 seven. Again, something that we talk about all the time. Yeah. So, so having the courage to stay, you know, be on top of my confidence level and my belief in myself and then balancing that with be not being too fatigued to keep going or to now to do mediocre work because I'm so burnt out that I can't do a good job. Yeah. And and then with with your so warrior kind of moving forward, you know, what are some of the next things you're looking to do to expand, to grow? Um actually one thing is I know you got an assistant recently. How is that? <gasps> yes. That uh, I, I had a heart to heart with myself yeah. because I was having major burnout Again, my I always know that I need to check myself before I wreck myself because my my readings, my my when I do a birth chart analysis, I when I'm doing it like again, I'm not just regurgitating information. I feel enhanced energetically and I feel like I have a connection with that person in that moment. When I feel I don't have that connection as strong, I know that I need to calm down. So, I did hire an assistant and you know, I, I had an assistant last year and or like a few months ago, and I couldn't really afford to pay her a lot. I think I honestly was paying her like $10 an hour, which is not viable in Los Angeles. But I was so scared to spend. Yeah. Because I thought, well, I if I spend all this money on someone, then how am I going to be able to do ads? How am I going to be able to buy more crystals or whatever? But then I finally, I was like, Mina, listen, honey you need to splurge on this. Like you have to do this. So I'm paying her. Um, and just to put this in perspective, I did an Instagram sale where basically I post on my Instagram story and then they can just comment to buy it. And normally I do the sale and I'm like out the next day because I'm so fatigued mentally from it. And I had her, we made so much, we doubled our last sale, number one. And like I made probably one, uh, I made eight times what I spent on her for the day. 
eight times. That's crazy. Which is also double the last time I did it, which was by myself. So I learned a very valuable lesson, which is if you spend to make your life easier, you will have more energy to do more and you'll actually make more money, which is crazy. So, so yeah, that was huge. So it's been going okay. It's been really, (laughs) I'm obsessed with her. I, when she left the next day, I texted her and I was like, can you please come back to me? And she's like, oh my God, yes, I can't wait to come back. That's amazing. So I'm, I'm already obsessed with her. So, so. it's been helpful. Yeah. That's great. And one of the things you mentioned earlier too was the kind of the personal development side, being obsessed with that. Whether it be personal development, whether it be business, what have been some of those books, people, resources, conferences, courses, anything that's been kind of helpful for you that maybe people should check out? Okay, hands down, Ramit Sethi. I mean, you and I, we were obsessed with him. His Zero to Launch program is unreal. Sign up for it. Splurge. Pay the money. It is so worth it. That is how I learned how to understand if your idea for a company is actually a good idea or not. And if not, how to make it so that it is a good idea. He is so good. I highly recommend um, obviously Gary V. Gary V is good. So Ramit's really good, I think, for he's a really he's tough love in a more strategic way, versus Gary V is just like he gets me pumped. Yeah. Like Ramit's not really like a pump up man, right? Yeah, not a hype guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not hype. Gary V is like hype, like do it, do it, do it, do it. So his book Crush It, actually his book Crushing It. The newer one, yep. Is how people have used crush it and he gives specific examples and that was really really helpful and inspiring for me so that was a really good one um let's see oh our girl jenna (laughs) she's really good um jenna kutcher she her podcast is super relatable she's really good for me too because her audience is very similar to my audience so right right that's really important to just understand that so whoever you're going for whatever your niche market is finding other people who that's also theirs it's really good so she's been really cool for me to follow those are my those are my top three dogs right yeah. there yeah, i hope to meet them someday yes maybe I, they're, they're definitely yeah following kind of all of them they're just they bring different things to the table and they have so insightful though so whether you be it being inspired, being motivated, getting actual tactics and strategies. You know, you need a combination of them as you're kind of on the entrepreneurial journey because there are so many things. Like there's times when you need more strategy and tactics. There's times when you need more just motivation and kind of kicking the ass to get going on stuff. Yep. So it, it is the combination of things that I think is, is helpful as well with that. Um, and one of, the things, one of the last things I want to ask about is like recharging yourself, like stepping away, kind of making sure you're, you are your best self. How do you do that? Oh my God. I'm still learning that because, again, when you care so much and you're really passionate about your business, it's, like, hard to step away. You don't want to. Yeah. Like, when I have a day off, I'm like, okay, what can I do today? Nope, Mina, you have to take a day off. But I don't feel like taking a day off. But then your work is mediocre without you realizing it. So now what I do is, no matter what, every Thursday, like, I don't do anything on Thursdays. I don't know why. That's just, I just picked that day. Yeah. It's just my day for myself. And I don't do anything. And I literally just watch reality TV the whole day. Just to like <laughs> my mind, let my mind go 
like Real Housewives of Orange County, Real Housewives of New York. Those are my two big ones. Southern Charm. Anyone out there listens <laughs> listening to that. And then I get into nature. So I'll watch my shows and then I'll go for a hike. And that for me has been the best. And vacations. I think I'm taking a vacation coming up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's all about finding out whatever that is for you that, that helps you. I think the nature thing is helpful. Um, you know, traveling last weekend for me, where you don't really work because you have to run friends all the time and you're yeah. in a beautiful place like Colorado, for instance, that was amazing. That type of thing really kind of just brings you back and then you're recharged to go again. Like yesterday was, I was, I always kind of journal at the end of each day and kind of a recap of just a few lines of things. And yesterday, journaling on that was like, wow, this day was so productive. I got so much done. And I felt great. And I really rocked it because of the weekend where I was off. Yeah. You know, and it does it does help for that. When you're outside, you're around your friends and family and like nature and all those things help. I think it's important to find what it is for you uh, that kind of brings you back and recharges you. The last things I want to ask about is what other... Is there a last kind of uh, parting words or advice for the aspiring entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, just please, please, please don't give up. Being an entrepreneur is such an honor because you have the you have the chance to give 100% of your passion and love and energy into something that's going to help someone else. And I think that is so powerful. And so if you are someone who knows that you're an entrepreneur, that you have what it takes, and that you have a really, really good idea for a business that's gonna help people, that is so incredible. And so just, just if you're listening to this, like don't give up. Do what you need to do, pivot if you need to do that, change what you're doing. You can mold, you can shift, you can start over, but don't, don't stop because you, you owe that to yourself and you owe that to everyone else too. Like it feels so unreal to be able to help people and be able to devote your life to that. So if you've, again, that's why I said, like when you get knocked down, it's so hard to keep believing in yourself, but don't give up. You can even take a rest. You can pause, but keep going. I promise it's so worth it. So worth it. So, <laughs> so worth it. Mina, where can people go to find out more about you, follow along, everything? So, uh, as you can see, I'm really big into Instagram. So, you can follow me. It's Your Soul Warrior. You can also go to YourSoulWarrior.com as well. That's pretty cool. And then I'm also on Facebook. Uh, you can probably guess it's Your Soul Warrior. Awesome. <laughs> Mina, thank you so much for the time today. Always great talking to you. Thanks, Justin. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. The Weekly Grind, which is my weekly newsletter, comes out every single Friday. You can find it at justgogrind.com slash newsletter. This is filled with tips, tools, and strategies for growing your business. You want to know how to launch a business, how to grow it, how to get it off the ground, find employees, all these different things. There's a few tips, tools, and strategies every single week I deliver right to you justgrind.com slash newsletter. Check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you in the next episode.